Hello and welcome to the Vivo Life Show. I'm your host, Josh Bolding. And if you haven't heard the news, we have got a brand new Perform flavor launching. And let me tell you, it is incredible. It's my favorite flavor yet. It's strawberry and vanilla. We've made it with freeze-dried strawberry juice powder and Madagascan vanilla powder. And it tastes bomb. It is the only protein shake that I will drink straight up with almond milk or just with water. It tastes that good that I don't ever want to blend it in smoothies or smoothie bowls or porridge. It's just... Oh, on its own, I could just drink them all day, and I have been, and I've probably been ODing on protein for the last few weeks, but it's that good. It's one of those that the flavor is so perfect, you you just don't need to blend it in smoothies, and my favorite way to use it right now is shaking it up in the shaker with almond milk or cashew milk or any kind of plant milk, and then pouring it on top of a bowl of fresh berries and granola, and it just tastes like this amazing flavored strawberry milk that just makes it like a really healthy cereal but high in protein and it's just incredible it it kind of reminds me now i used to drink this milkshake as a kid called nesquik i i think this is this is a widely known thing i think it's international too um i have i have a love-hate relationship with nesquik and and i'm going to digress a little bit but it reminds me of when i was at school we were that generation that was given free cartons of milk at school. So we would be, every day, we'd be handed a free carton of milk. This was a government initiative, presumably to help kids grow up big and strong, right? And um, because obviously we all, we all need milk to grow big and strong. And this was, this happened like the majority of, of my school life from at, at least up until age 11. I think it was maybe just a primary school thing. But anyway, the... I hated milk. I could not stand the taste of it. Still can't. It makes me wretched to think about it. And the kids who did not like the taste of milk, they weren't given an alternative milk. They weren't given a soy milk or an almond milk or whatever. And they weren't even just excused from drinking the milk. You had to drink the milk. But if you didn't like the taste, you were given a special straw, which you would suck up the milk through and it would make it taste like strawberry or chocolate or banana. It was an Esquik straw. And I don't know what kind of a witchcraft they used in these straws to make it so that in the two seconds it takes the milk to leave the carton, travel up the straw and into your mouth, it would completely transform the taste and make it taste like strawberry. Anyway, long story, this strawberry and vanilla perform reminds me of the special Nesquik straw that I used to have as a kid. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What I do know is it's so much better for your health. It's has turmeric extract, beetroot powder, ginger, black pepper, branched chain amino acids, digestive enzymes. It is so good. I'm so proud of it. So I'm going to put a link below and I really encourage you guys to check it out. I'm really, really confident you're going to love this flavor. And yeah, let's get on with the show. It's going to be a fairly short one, but I was asked a question the other day and it triggered something in my mind for a podcast idea. So I thought, let's turn on the mic, let's run with it. I'm going solo today. But anyway, I was asked the other day what advice I would give to my 21, 21 year old self if I were to start our business again from scratch. And I answered the question, but I don't think I gave it the right answer because I gave it my typical answer which was I wouldn't give any advice because the mistakes are all part of the process and they've all been part of the learning experience if I didn't make any of the mistakes then I would not be here and the business would not be doing well however that is a great answer but it's also not very valuable to anyone who is listening to it because it doesn't really give much actionable advice 
So I thought I'd pick up the mic and talk about the five things that I believe have been the biggest reason for Vivo's success and the five biggest tips I would give to entrepreneurs or people in, you don't have to, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur to action this advice, people in the workplace, people looking to make change within their company. These are the five things that I believe are the most important. Now, I wanted to share them at this time because I feel we're in a really unique time in history. Not only is the world changing so much, the external reality, there is also obviously the the financial implications of what's going on right now. And if we look back to the last financial crisis in 2008, there were so many groundbreaking businesses started in that time. There was Instagram, WhatsApp, Uber, Airbnb, all of these businesses started after the, the financial crash of 2008. So when things economically come falling down, it's such an opportunity to reinvent the the paradigm and to bring new ideas to the table and to bring them forward and to make a difference. Now, combine the financial crisis that we're having with the general shift in, I'm not even going to say general, the seismic shift in life over the past six months, everything we know has changed. And with that has come so many opportunities it is unbelievable i believe there is no better time to start a business or to start a new venture just because of the unique set of circumstances we have right now not only do we have more time to focus on these things but we also have a whole new host of opportunities and crucially we have what i've been referring to as the great awakening we have people who are looking inwards who are reprioritizing what is important to them, reprioritizing their value system, and now looking at ways that they can use their purchases and their lifestyle to make a difference. Because I think coronavirus, the protests we've seen, the Black Lives Matter movement, the environmental crisis we've seen for the last 20 years, this has just lit a fire within people to realize that what we were doing was not working. There was a stat that I saw that said only 6% of people want the economy to go back to how it was pre-pandemic. So this tells me that there is a huge, huge call for change. And when there's a call for change, there is an opportunity for people to step forward and be that change. Now, we can be that change as consumers, but we can also be that change as business people, whether that is starting our own venture, starting a side hustle, starting a full time thing, or whether that's making change within a company that you are in. I do not believe that everyone should go out and start their own business, but I do truly one million percent believe that everyone has a part to play in moving this thing forward and moving our economy to a much more holistic approach that does not just value financial gain above all else we are now looking at ways that we can engineer the system to yes of course generate money money is the currency that that we use in in this three-dimensional reality but also to make a positive change for our planet for people to bring about equality, racial, social, cultural equality, to bring about environmental equality, and to create a whole new paradigm. And I believe this is what we're seeing right now. So I think the businesses with the right intentions and the ethics are the ones that are going to go so far. So this brings me really nicely onto the first point that I listed. Uh, I've got five down here, and the first one is purpose. Now, when we started Vivo, instead of asking ourselves how we could make money, 
we asked ourselves how can we make a difference or to put that another way how can we serve so gone are the days where businesses their sole intention was just to make money I believe that if you are not here to do a good thing and to make a difference then you are going to get left behind because we as consumers are flushing out the businesses that are here purely for profit we're voting with our money and with our choices on the kinds of businesses that we want to support and with so many people now waking up to the injustices of the, injustices of the world they are realizing what part we have to play as consumers in making this transition to the reality we want to see we literally every time we make a purchase we are voting with our pounds or our dollars for the kind of companies we want to support if i go out and buy clothes from h&m versus if i go and buy clothes from a from a conscious environmentally friendly company then i am voting for the kind of businesses i want to support i'm voting against child exploitation i'm voting against sweatshops i'm voting against industrial farming of cotton and all of these things right and and this is a power we have as consumers and these days people want to see a business with purpose they want to see a business that's making a positive difference in the world and i believe these are the kind of businesses that are going to thrive i think if you are starting a new venture then the first thing you should ask yourself is what is your purpose why why am i here what difference am i making and what problem am i solving i think if you're just here to make products and make money you're going to get left behind now at vivo we ask this ourselves to ourselves all the time uh, and there's a a number of purposes that we have so our purpose is number one to create the best health products to help people feel amazing to help people overcome their their uh, health issues for people to live longer healthier happier lives to create information that raises the consciousness and vibration of the planet to educate people on the values of a plant-based diet to stand up for animals to stay to say no to animal testing to protect our planet to plant trees for every order to move to compostable packaging, eliminate plastic pollution, to uh, offer equal opportunities to workers, to buy from fair trade networks, to provide an example to other businesses too, right? So this doesn't just stop at us. We want to be a, a leader who people look to, other businesses look to, and they say, well, if these guys have launched compostable packaging or if these guys are planting one tree for every order, then we should do the same. We've got to keep up if if we want to, if we want to keep making our products and making a difference so this is the responsibility that businesses have not only is this about you making a difference it's about calling other businesses to step up too so number one above all else i think you have to have that purpose if you don't then i do not think that that your business will will survive i think there are also the kind of purposes that are just sort of written on the back of back of a fag packet and then they're used for for marketing purposes but i think people see through them now i think you you know when a business's intention is the right one and you know when you're supporting a business with purpose versus when you're supporting a business that does not have one so yeah the first one is going to be purpose now the second thing i have here is product your product has to be the best in the business if not then why should people care if you do not if you release a product and genuinely do not believe it's the best product of its kind on the market or the only product of its kind on the market then what are you doing here there's there's no room for people that are selling knockoff second rate products it's just it's not going to work you have to believe in your product now when we started vivo 
we were an online health food shop so we actually sold other people's brands and we found two things we found that number one our products didn't stand out so we didn't actually make any money for the first two years because we were selling the same products that everyone else did so why should people care about us over someone else it was only when we created our own product and created something that was better than the things on the market that people started to come back and people started to support the business now the second thing and, and this is linked to it is that it's so much cheaper to keep a customer than it is to get a new one in these days advertising markets are saturated it costs more and more to advertise on google to advertise on instagram facebook all of these things and it is so much cheaper for you every time you get a customer through the door if you can keep that customer that is going to be so much more effective than having to bring in new ones all the time so if you're constantly bringing in new customers they purchase once and then never come again then they your business isn't going to last very long so by having the best products you encourage customers to come back again and again and again and then you start to build a sustainable business model so the when it comes to creating the product then the thing that i ask myself is is this product going to change people's lives and is it going to stand out in a crowd and is it going to be something that i would use personally if you can't answer yes to all of those questions then i don't think your product or service is good enough if it doesn't truly change the world and truly make a difference if people don't get excited when they talk about your product then why then what's the purpose of it right like if i if i don't have if i buy a product and i don't have an amazing experience and want to tell all my friends and post on social media about it then i don't think you're doing the right job or i know you're not doing your right job and the best thing about it is this is such a fun part if you believe in your business and you believe in what you're doing then the product development is going to be the most exciting part so put your energy into it put your attention into it be artistic blur the lines start to start to mold and sculpt and make it your own and be relentless as well before you before you move on to your next step throw everything into the product and make sure that you have got this part nailed because the marketing you can learn i when i started vivo I had no idea about marketing. I had no idea, no idea about a lot of stuff and I still don't, I'm still learning. But you, the one thing that I was not gonna compromise on was the product. I knew that if I had that right, then the rest would fall into place and I could teach myself. You can't teach yourself to make a good product that has to, that has to come first. Point number three is community. Now this is, I believe, the reason that Vivo has grown as fast as it has and as sustainably as it has. And that's because we create a community. We create a sense of belonging for people. We give them the opportunity to be part of something. We reward them for telling their friends about us. We have a personality. We create content that is shareable and engaging. We stand out. We have a clear identity and we didn't always. So when we first launched Vivo, we were very scared to use the V word, vegan. We thought if we said, hey, we're a vegan company, then everyone's going to go, ah, fuck you, I don't like vegans and I'm not going to buy your products and it was going to scare people away. Actually, what happened is when we were scared to use the word vegan, people did not know who we were or who we stood for and no one was interested. It was only when we became clear on our identity, and that is a vegan, conscious, carbon neutral company that genuinely cares guess what we started to attract customers that genuinely care too and believe in all those things and the most paradoxical part of all of that was that we did not only attract those kind of customers we actually how do you how do you say this 
we we brought our friends close but we brought our enemies closer the people who weren't vegan or perhaps were just moving i'm not saying that non-vegans are enemies at all but the people who were not part of our initial culture suddenly got really interested because they're like wow this is a brand that stands for something this is not what i believe in but they clearly have strong values and i want to see what it's all about it's almost like you see a great party going on down the road you're not invited you're even more intrigued to see what the party's all about so you go down and you start to hang out and you realize actually these vegans are pretty cool people and in vivo certainly they're not judging me they're not going to criticize me for having different lifestyle choices they just want everyone at this party to have a good time but they were clear on their identity right they were clear on the kind of music they were playing they were clear on the kind of decorations they had up and it just became our identity the stronger we were in our identity the stronger that people felt drawn to us and the people the strong the more people felt like they were part of something so my third one is community now how do you do this by being really clear on your values by putting out amazing content by being really strong on social media and making sure that you're consistently creating shareable content that people are going to resonate with and people are going to want to send to their friends and of course by rewarding people for telling their friends about you it's not just going to be a case of okay I'm in a community and I'm not going to talk to anyone about it you want this to be the most fun house party ever that you're going to call up your friends and say look get down here it's amazing come and have a drink and come and see what it's all about and this is what we want to achieve at Vivo we want people when they come in the door to be like whoa this is so much fun this is such a nice place I can be myself and I want my friends to check this out too so number three is community number four is getting your hands dirty I'm a big believer in delegating tasks but I'm also an even bigger believer in fully understanding something before you delegate otherwise how will you ever know if someone is doing a good job for example if as soon as I launched the business I hired a customer service person to answer all of my emails how would I ever know what my customer queries were and how would I ever know what good customer service looks like if I weren't answering people myself I didn't know how people wanted to be spoken to I didn't know how I should explain the questions then how would I ever know if the customer service person that I brought on would be good at their job so when you first start a business I believe it's all about getting your hands dirty you should pack the orders you should take the telephone calls you should make the products and really get an understanding for every single role before you delegate it when we first started vivo i spoke to every customer i packed every box i put handwritten notes in every box and i realized very quickly that people love these handwritten notes so we then fast forward five years we still put handwritten notes in every single box we make sure that this is part of the experience that we don't negotiate on because i realized very quickly what an amazing impression that delivered and that was only by having my hands dirty and being part of it and then when you start to delegate you can now realize okay well what does good look like and if people have issues with their roles or they have problems then you can then work with them on it because you understand it now when you do start to delegate the most important thing that i can say is to let others come in and bring their own personalities to the table you should be receptive to their ideas you're not creating robots so just because you've done every job does not mean that other people can't do that job better that's something that i have definitely learned in fact every person that we have hired has gone on and done the job that i was doing much better than i ever could because i hired people that we hired people that were experts in their field and 
they could really bring something they brought a new energy and they brought personality and sometimes they would do things most of the time they would do things that we weren't doing ourselves but this is why you delegate right you bring people in who are better than you so you can focus on the things that you are better at I would also say when you are delegating not to micromanage people and to let them make mistakes it's very the scariest thing I think we ever did in business was hire our first employee because suddenly when you're out there doing everything now you're giving something away it feels like ah what am I going to do I can't see this part and it feels like you're losing control but you have to allow that person to come in put their own stamp on it put their personality on it because otherwise it's not going to be fun for everyone for anyone and it's not going to be productive so number four is get your hands dirty and then when you are ready to delegate make sure you're delegating correctly my fifth and final one is feedback so feedback is your biggest tool as a business how can you expect to grow if you don't get feedback from both inside the business so from staff people that work with you and from outside you need to be willing to listen to other people's perspectives even if they challenge your own so if you are just starting a business or if you have a new idea and this is the perfect time to get feedback do not put your energy or your finance or your finances into something if you haven't run it past 10 20 30 people friends family strangers ask them their opinion ask them to be critical ask them what you could do better and if these people are not getting really excited about your idea then it probably needs work no person ever started a business without asking anyone what they thought of it and they just went ahead and launched it it is so important to get the feedback of others. Now, if you're already established, then how can you get feedback as well? How can you get feedback from customers and suppliers on ways that you can improve? We're constantly reaching out to our customers and saying, what can we be doing better? How can we improve our service? What new products would would you like to see? And this feedback helps us grow as a company. We never wanna be at the stage where we think we know it all and we don't need feedback because that is how you start dying so accept that you don't know everything and be hungry to learn be hungry to grow and your business will grow too your business will only grow as fast as you grow so if you're not constantly asking for feedback then how will you expect new ideas to come to the table and your business to grow and this goes in your personal life too if you're not asking for feedback from your friends from your family in your personal life then how will you grow as a person one of the things that I do away from business is constantly, constantly asking my friends, my family, my loved ones, how can, just give me feedback, man. How can I be better? How can I support you more? How can I love you better? How can how can I be a better person? And it's just so, so valuable to hear because how can you apply one logic to your business and not to yourself as a person? You are also constantly being worked on. You're constantly trying to grow and improve yourself, or at least I hope you are. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, then you definitely are. And why not ask for feedback? Why not sit down with with your best friend or your partner and just say, look, you know, let's let's have some feedback. I I love you to pieces. Now talk to me about how I can how I can love you harder and how I can make your life even better. And and this is this is how we grow as people. So speaking of feedback, I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. It's going to be shorter and sweeter than most of them. I'm actually wrapped up now. This is this is my five. Uh, so if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. And just send me a little message. Send me a DM on Instagram and just tell me what you thought about it, whether it helped you. I imagine if you saw this sub- this subject title and you are you've made it to the end of this podcast, that you have an idea that you're waiting to bring to fruition and there is no better time than now. The first thing I would say is there is there is no perfect time. There is never going to be a perfect time. 
you will never be 100% ready and there are so many people that go to the grave with brilliant ideas. There are no shortage of brilliant ideas out there. Everyone I speak to, everyone I speak to has a brilliant business idea that never that they never had the time or the energy or the money to do. This is your time. If you cannot do it now, then when, then when are you going to make it happen? When does that idea that's been locked in your heart, locked in your mind, come to fruition? Why not take the first step? It's such an amazing opportunity that we have now to change the world. And again, if you're listening to this, I know you're not here just to make a gazillion bucks and then retire. You're here to make an impact in the world and to change it for the better and whether that's in an existing company whether you work for the company of your dreams and you have an idea that you think could make them better whether that's a new product or an initiative then bring that forward or if you have a new idea of your own and you want to start a side hustle or you want to start a new business then why not take the first step today why not take the idea get feedback from some people start polishing it off and just seeing just seeing where you can take it because it's a big adventure and it's so much fun and I really hope that this podcast helped you in some way. It was a lot of fun, so thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, and I will see you again on the next episode. One love.